Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the First World Manila podcast. First World Manila, the brand that makes long-term economic planning, urban development, and cultural revitalization interesting to a wider audience of Filipinos. And again, this is for this is for as it pertains to Manila and the Philippines. Okay, mabuhay, um, bienvenidos. Okay. My name is Ramon Rodrigo Calo Cuenca, CFA. I am the founder and director of First World Manila. And this is a podcast of First World Manila. Okay. Um, today's episode is going to be about urban planning. Specifically, can you make money promoting Filipino culture? This is an interesting subject. Uh, how am I going to tie this with urban planning? I'll, I'll, you'll find out in a second. And for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see some pictures in the background uh, of my screen. Uh, pictures which we'll, I will get to in a second. Okay. Actually, I'm actually going to get in, into it now. Uh, all right. So I have, for those of you listening audio only, I have be, behind me on the screen here a bunch of photos I took this past Saturday. I went, what happened was that I visited the Ronak Arts Center in near Green Hills, Green Hills Shopping Center, um, back this past Saturday for the first time, and I was really impressed, and I was impressed so much that I decided to do a podcast on it, because I think it's a good example of, of how we can have some sort of urban planning and sorry urban planning that that is interesting it makes that makes uh you know our culture and also like our our modern culture interesting as well so and i, I say interesting because like a lot of a lot of when i think of urban planning here in a lot of the times in manila the, in the philippines it's like a lot of it's just it's just malls and like um a lot of it's are, are um a lot of it is is um restaurant change and things like that. I mean, you go to one mall, you've been to most of them. I mean, there are a few notable exceptions, but in general, you see the same names everywhere. And it's kind of bad because, I mean, for me, that's kind of a manifestation of our our culture and, and, and our identity issues because there's nothing really tangible to see that, that is really ours. Even if it's modern, it can still have like a Filipino twist in it. So for those of you who have traveled, think of like uh, Tokyo, for example. It's it's super modern, but you can tell it's, it's authentically Japanese. And as we know, I mean, it's 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 so difficult to get to Intramuros and Binondo that I feel like other parts of the of the city, in, in my honest opinion, they, they they lack character. I mean, so I'm glad that there's something like this, which has a lot of character. And for people who think like you know, it's not it might not be profitable or a good business to put up something that really promotes our culture, you know, because it's not a chain or a chain, like a caf chain of cafes or restaurants or anything like that. I think this is a good way to go about it so that it's, there's sort of a return on investment for people. And I'm speculating here. I'm assuming that uh Ronak art center is profitable, but I think it, I think it is. And I'll get to, and I'll get to why in a second. Okay. So I'm actually going to, for those of you listening on the audio-only version of this podcast, I'm going to go through some of these pictures, and I'm going to enlarge them now and talk about them in a bit more detail, starting with the actual outward appearance of the Ronak Art Center. So 
you see here, it's this kind of like modern looking building and it's kind of, I mean, it just really sticks out. It's, I mean, everything else around it's, it's kind of nondescript, but look at the design of the building, I guess. Uh, and I'm not an architecture expert by any chance or excuse me, by any, by any extent, but I mean, it, if I was just to describe it to you, it looks like um, kind of like granite and the windows are kind of, they're, gosh, what's the word? Squares with rounded corners. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking here, but anyways, <laughs> I apologize for my poor vocabulary, but squares with rounded corners, <laughs> that's the side, that, that is the shape of the windows. And it's not all even, it's kind of like, you know what, if, for all the, all the comic fans listening, if you know the French comic artist uh, Mobius, it's kind of like that. It's kind of his, his kind of look. So I wonder, I wonder if the architect who built this uh, building got, got um, inspiration from that. And you know what, uh, I apologize for my, my uh, Philistine behavior. Maybe this is part of a art, uh, sorry, an architecture movement that I don't even know anything about. And if you feel, if you want to correct me and um, show how... Uh, unsophisticated I am, be, be, feel free to comment in the comment section. Okay. But it looks, it just, if you go, if you go there, look for the weird looking building that just really sticks out. I guess it's, it's, uh, I'm estimating maybe five stories tall. But anyways, it's, uh, it's like you are, you're on, like you go on to Green Hills Shopping Center from EDSA. You turn, you turn, uh, left. You go. You take. You take that overpass from Edsa going to uh, Green Hills, and you keep going down. You you drive past the Green Hill Shopping Center, and you and you'll eventually see um, uh, the Ronak Art Center. Anyways, you guys have Google Maps. I'm sure you can figure it out. Uh, okay, so that's the outside. And what was also interesting is that, uh, and I have a picture. I'm putting up. I'm pulling up another picture here. The front actually has like this, like this fake, like carinderia. Like it's really funny. Uh, you know, like a sorry, sorry store or whatever. And it, it's fake, obviously, but it, it's just cool that they have it there. And actually the entrance of the, to the, the entrance to the, to the art gallery that's, that's, that, that, that is housed within the Roranak Art Center, the art gallery being called Secret Fresh is actually behind this, this, uh, this fake, uh, sorry, sorry store type thing. So it's, it's very interesting and unique. Uh, to this and in, in the to the side of the building, you have. Let me see if I can find a bunch of pictures here. You have like these. Uh, I, I guess it's a furniture store, just like a place you can hang out, and uh, and some artwork as well. Um, and there's also a stair. I don't have a picture of it going up. I'm sorry. I don't have a picture of. Um, why is this? Why is this on the wrong? Okay, here we go. I don't have a picture of of the rest of the building, but there's actually a a stairwell that goes up to this other other floors of the building. So like, on the ground floor is that um, Carinderia and like um, and the and the Secret Fresh Art Gallery and like this, uh, I guess, furniture store and hangout. Like, see here, you can you can like hang out here also. Like, there's all this kind of there's like this furniture here and you can sit and hang out. Um, but uh, on the second floor is like, there's like a basketball court. So there, there are these, uh, these girls playing basketball and it was pretty crazy. Like, I mean, look, it looks so cool. Like it doesn't look like, like a nondescript like basketball court. It, it looks like, again, if I was to describe it and I'm really, I'm really bad at describing it. It's, uh, 
it's a kind of weird that weird style I was talking about earlier, but imagine it for the interior of the building. Uh, yeah, so there's that. And above that is actually a mattress store. I didn't take pictures of that because that wasn't too interesting, but it's it's funny because there's all this artsy hip hip stuff and then there's a mattress store like PRC. Um, premium mattress gallery. I didn't I didn't go there and take pictures, but you get the idea. And I guess there's a design studio as well. So yeah, um, Ronak Art Center. I was really impressed. Anyways, uh, I was I I visited this art center uh, specifically because I'm I'm uh, networking for myself. I'm networking. Okay, so just to backtrack a little bit uh, for those of you who don't know, um, the reason why I'm, I'm I'm able to run this brand is because I actually had a two successful fine art exhibits last year. That was I hosted myself basically. I, First one was in a co-working space called WeCube, and the second was in Manila House. And I was able to take the money there and kind of reinvest it to grow my brand. So uh, fine art is one of the main ways I plan to um, continue to make money from this brand. I mean, there are there, there are, are a few other things I'm, I'm working on this year. So once, there, once these other products are out, I will let you know. But for the most part, my main revenue stream right now is uh, fine art. So... I'm looking for gallery representation here in in Metro Manila, and someone suggested to me Secret Fresh. So that's why I've, I was visiting the Ronak Art Center because I wanted to go to Secret Fresh, which was actually having like a, an exhibit launch uh, this past Saturday. So it was a good it was a good way for me to just kind of go over there since I don't live in the area. It's, you know, I'm, I'm hardly there, but it was a reason for me to go all the way there to see the place and hopefully network with people there. And I'll, I'll, and I will get to that. I will get to that in a second. Um, okay, so this is, I'll show you pictures of the art gallery. It was cool because I walk in, there's this DJ, it's open bar, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and you look, it's very, if, if you uh, look at the artwork and the people here, for those of you who are listening, it's very hip. But there are a lot of kids there. I guess kids being like, I guess people in their 20s and 30s, so I guess it makes me a kid too, but that's what I tell myself. Um, but... Yeah, it's a very hip and young uh, art gallery, so it's not stodgy at all. Uh, but they're like some like, uh, you know, even though it's modern, and you could say that a lot of modern culture and a lot of youth culture is very global, there de there's definitely a Filipino flavor to it, which is good. So which is why I'm saying, uh, which, which is why in the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about how we can have like a kind of young, hip, you know, but Filipino type cultural stuff. Oh, so yeah, they're mostly a bunch of kids uh, hanging out. Um, check this out. Uh, this this cool like, what is this art style called? So like, um, I've seen this kind of art style not just here in the Philippines, but like there are these dolls and statues and paintings. It's like super cute. I guess it's, I guess it's. Uh, I have the name here. I I started seeing this art. It's kind of like urban pop art. I believe the, let's see, I, I started noticing this art style with Takashi Murakama, if you know him, like he did, he, he did like a, a Kanye West's, um, art, the artwork for Kanye West's first few albums, so it's, I, I guess since he got famous, like everyone maybe kind of copied him, I don't know, it's funny because I do fine art, but I don't know much about, about the fine art scene, <laughs> but I see, I see that, that kind of youthful like urban street art is definitely present here. Uh, also, those are collectible high-end toys. Like you have all this stuff on display. These like super artsy high-end urban street art toys uh, that you'll see. 
I guess again, again, people in this kind of movement I noticed are like Takashi Murakama, but you also have like Toki Doki uh, Kaos. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? K A W S. Um, who else? Um, I, I know there, there's a bunch of local artists here who also do this kind of style of art. Um, I think one one of them is a girl named Yoka. I can't remember her name, but there's a bunch of uh, artists here who also who are also part of this uh, this. Uh, this uh, school of uh, artwork. So yeah, all these cool like high-end art toys on display. Like even have like a mouse-shaped Homer Simpson, and you know all this kind of weird stuff. So it's cool. It's very modern. You also have photographs of of like people wearing Supreme T-shirts. Old people wearing Supreme T-shirts. I wonder if one of these is a founder. Is that James Debbie? I don't know. Someone tell me if this is a founder or not. I assumed he was because he's kind of an old guy wearing Supreme t-shirts, but I don't know. I'm not, again, for those of you who don't know, Supreme is, uh, it's like it's part of, uh, I guess, kind of streetwear culture. Um, in fact, I would say streetwear is kind of becoming like the new, like, haute couture in the fashion world. And Supreme is one of those brands that really started it in like the 90s. And like, they just got big recently. They've gotten so big to the point where you're seeing a lot of uh, counterfeits. You, you see kids, uh, a lot of kids there today wearing counterfeit Supreme t-shirts. So yeah, it's very, very modern. Um, this, this, uh, Secret Fresh. So I guess it's, I guess it makes sense why people told me, I mean, if you've seen my artwork, I mean, a lot of it's very manga influenced or no, it's, it's straight up manga, but, and, and I do, I do draw realistically, but my manga art, I would like to think is for an older audience or a more sophisticated audience. So I'm not sure if it completely fits in with this, uh, with this gallery, but you know, we'll see. Hopefully, I, I get some traction. Um, once I get represented by a gallery here, I will let you guys. You you will definitely be the first people to know. Um, okay, so looking at some of the fine art that was being sold, there was one room here that had an exhibit. I guess I'm assuming by local artists of these like girls, Chinese girls. I wonder if the artist is from Ica or Savior because walking past walking towards the, the Rodak Art Center from Green Hills I actually saw Xavier so I wonder if this is like a Chinoy or Chinita Chinai artist but yeah all these like uh all these funny um Chinese girls this this whole part here was sold out by the way so it's pretty cool um yeah this is the whole this is they had like a, a room for this one exhibit it was all sold out uh, but this wasn't the one that was being launched. This this was not the exhibit being launched uh, this this time around this this past Saturday. But I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, imagine a bunch of I guess oil or acrylic paintings of all these uh, Chinese girls or chinitas wearing berets. Yeah. Okay. Some of the, the art, the art exhibit that was actually opening was a was a bunch of uh, Filipino artists. Here's one of them. It's like 3D art. Uh, but it was it was a mix. It wasn't just like one, one person. So uh, there's a bunch of different stuff. Let me just show you some more, a few other things. Um, yeah, here's another artist. This, this one's more realistic than like the 3D art I just showed. Realistic in the sense of he's drawing a realistic looking woman. But yeah, still a lot of a lot of uh, oil oil and acrylic. I noticed something about our artists here. It's very, it's very oil and acrylic heavy. I noticed for a lot of the artwork you do here. It's weird because like I personally work in water-based medium. So I use watercolor and acrylic, but uh, water, water acrylic and like uh, colored ink, but that's just me. 
Okay, so yeah, and I know some of these some of these new paintings uh, for this exhibit are already sold. So and I, and I saw buyers there. So it's cool that this place is that the gallery is obviously making money, so they're doing well. Um, so so going back to the question of like, can we sell Filipino culture, modern Filipino culture, and it be profitable? Um, I actually spoke to one of the owners of the gallery it turns out he's part of a family that actually owns a building so it helps a lot so so they can kind of do all this i mean obviously they have to make they still have to make you know i mean they can they can even though they, they don't they don't pay rent they still have to mark they still have to think of the equivalent of it in terms of opportunity cost but it's interesting that i mean they definitely like took out a part of the their building to really um really do, do something to promote filipino culture so it's even though they're taking the risk because you know it's a very because uh running a running an art gallery is very risky so it's, it's great i think it's fantastic and they were smart because again they have the basketball court the, <laughs> the mattress store so they have more it's sort of like there are more traditional stuff there's more traditional stuff being um that's underpinning this uh, art gallery so I, I and they've been around since I, I think he was telling me uh, 20, 2010, 2011. So they've been around for several years. So I guess they're doing well. They were also selling merchandise, so like T-shirts and stuff like that. So basically, it's being smart about diversifying your revenue streams. If you want to like do something that's like you know pro Filipino culture that that's not that's you know unique and it's not like a like a instead of putting up like a coffee bean or Starbucks or or another another. Uh, you know, chain, restaurant chain, you do something unique like this, I think it's really awesome. Speaking of food, I, I also, it turns out that uh, Secret Fresh Gallery and the Roanoke Art Center actually put up uh, both a restaurant and a cafe within the gallery. So let me just see if I can find some. So here's an example, like you actually walk in, the rest, you actually see like the, the kitchen's transparent, you can walk, see it through, the, through a glass. You walk into the it's in, you walk into the art gallery. You'll see you'll see you'll see on the on the let's see on the on the left hand and center you'll see like the paintings and like the ca little cafe. But on the right on the right hand side when you walk in, you will actually see uh, a restaurant called Carnivore Meat is King <laughs> and a see through um, uh, well glass basically so you can see the people cooking. So it's pretty cool. I didn't get to try the food for the restaurant, but I hope it's good. Uh, but it was cool to see them, you know, it was so active and everything like that. It was just cool to see that. Um, and again, it's like, it's kind of artsy too. They have this, this design. It's not just a plain glass that's separating the kitchen from the rest of the gallery, but you have like this, like, uh, I don't know what you call this, um, but like, like these structures, I guess, hmm. Window panes, like modern modern art window panes. I don't know. I'm so sorry if I'm sounding so uncultured. Anyways, uh, okay. Well, I can't help it. I'm a finance guy. Sorry. Um, okay. There is a video monitor, which is pretty cool, and the, on the wall and the, all these all this artwork. Um, <clears throat> it was just a fun place to be in. Uh, I went to the cafe, so. The cafe, I'll show you, it's actually like, it's, it's not really separate from, and this is the front view, it's not really separate from the rest of the gallery. You just kind of sit, you, you sit there and there's like a small like section where, the people, where they make coffee or, the, or their desserts. And they were also selling um, 
coffee machines. And the, oh, by the way, this cafe and the restaurant kind of were just opened uh, when I that night, so it was pretty cool. You know, I'm blanking on on the name of the cafe, but it's really good. You should try it because I tried one of their dishes, which was a uh, frozen brazo de Mercedes. Uh, for those of you who can't see. It's like a you know your typical brazo de Mercedes, but some differences is that uh, at the bottom end, I, I, what do they normally use for brazo de Mercedes? I think it's egg, but at the, instead here they used uh, uh, mango ice cream. It, it was like it was like half brazo, half mango ice cream cake. So it was interesting. It was really good, um, but they were selling that at the cafe and in the secret fresh in secret fresh gallery. So. It was uh, it was it was fun, and I was uh, I was very impressed. So, I, I I'm assuming they're profitable, um, and I would like more people to visit this place just because it's like, you know, I, I spend most of my time in like Makati and BGC, and I, I don't often see things like this. Um, I mean, maybe in BGC because it's newer, but this was an entire building that just really stuck out. It was just like it, it just. It was just so different from everything else in the area. So do check it out. Ronak Art Center. Okay. So what does, what does this have to do with urban planning? Uh, when, I, when I saw this place, because I, I used to be a stock analyst in Singapore, uh, I immediately thought about uh, like a similar like youth-oriented place in Singapore uh, just off Orchard called the Escape. Escape? Escape, something like that. And they and it's cool because it was very youth youth centered too, and they had like shops and all this cool stuff too. Uh, and like it was obviously planned by the government, as it always is in Singapore. And and it just goes to show that like you could have like like a government mandated like cultural youth centric center like this. And like obviously this Ronak Center isn't planned by the government, but like it exists. This kind of stuff exists in our city, in Metro Manila. So it's cool. Um, what was I going to say? <clears throat> it's it's great too because I was thinking like earlier today that like if you grew up here and like you just you know you just go to school or you you go to work, you normally wouldn't see things like this. Especially because if you go to a mall, they're again going back to what I was saying in the beginning, they're kind of all the same. It's like the same tenants, the same the same chain stores and it's just, it's just nice it's like something like this is so so different and out of the way so yeah to answer the question i really think if you're smart enough and you diversify revenue streams you could actually be profitable selling our you know filipino our modern filipino culture and promoting the arts in general so it's great that is it for today's episode before i forget today's uh, Spanish Tagalog vocabulary is ella. So that's sha for babae. Because remember, uh, in Spanish, there's there's gender. So el is he or sha lalake. Ella is she or sha babae. Ella. E-double-L-A. Okay. That is it for today's episode. I will see you next week. If you like what you were listening to or what you saw, please think about subscribing. Uh can follow me on social media you can just listen to this weekly podcast and download it from wherever you're downloading it from or you can subscribe to me on youtube thank you so much and i will see you next time